I'm pretty sure I just had a light bulb moment that I want to share with you all. This might end up being bogus, but my current mind is thinking this totally makes sense. And this idea is removing the components directory in my new Quasar projects. Like, literally entirely just deleting the components directory. And the reason I want to do this, actually, let me just backtrack a little bit. So lately I've been, well not lately, probably the past couple of years, I've been thinking a lot about the question of where you put things. You know, and um, when it comes to like tidying your house, and uh, that, this is a very Japanese saying, I believe it's Japanese, is a place for everything, everything in its place. And I think about this a lot at my own home with like, making sure that I know where things belong because it's so much easier to put things away if you know where they belong. The worst thing is those items around your house where you don't know where they're supposed to go and you always put off putting them away. I've got this at the moment. I've got like a suitcase on the floor um, because I'm not sure exactly where it's going to fit in the closet. So it's just like sitting in the floor. (laughs) In our kitchen, um, we we haven't got a massive house. So there's just this like suitcase sitting in our kitchen with nowhere to go that sounds worse than it is i don't know maybe it is quite bad but anyway the point is a place for everything everything in this place and i feel like this is so important with code and it's such an annoying question to answer something that comes up over and over again where do i make this file and you know we start off with things that are really simple with new projects where we go well you know we create all the components in our components directory and then composables come along because we need to extract our data because some of those you know compose uh, those components are getting a little bit too big, and so we go okay I might just throw this in the components directory as well because you know it kind of belongs with the component it's a composable and the component pulls it in so let's just put it in there, and then we start genericizing thing and it's like genericizing things and we start thinking well maybe we should put like a base directory in our components directory where we put our component our base components. And, you know, this is already, to me, starting to feel a little bit weird. And then our application grows and grows. And next thing you know, we've literally got hundreds of components. And some of the jobs I've done in the past, literally thousands of components sitting in that one directory. Now, quite obviously, this is not good. (laughs) At least to me, I think this is quite obvious. And I came up with a lot of different strategies for solving this. One of them was organizing things by domain. And... Maybe that's the best thing to do, and I'm just not good at it enough at it yet. Um, you know, I need to do training on uh, organizing code by domain. And domain is basically, I don't know the explanation for this, like the uh, the definition for organizing things by quote-unquote domain, uh, but I think it basically means like identifying the key aspects of your business. So for... um. For a farm, one of the things might be a farm. So you have a folder for your farms. And then, you know, you might have crop collections for um, when recording crop data. So you might have a crop collections directory or like a cropping directory. And then you might have a livestock directory for dealing with your livestock. So it's basically trying to mimic the shape of your business um, in your in your folder structure. And so this is often what larger companies do, I believe. And like I am guessing a lot here because I've never actually done this myself. But you know, larger companies will often spend a lot of time thinking, okay, how do people talk in this company? How do they think in this company? And now, how can we mimic that folder structure to the best of our ability um, in code? And it doesn't have to be perfect. We just want to be able to kind of connect those two languages, those two worlds together, um, and that'll sort of translate into their folder structure. 
So uh, I did a little bit of this, and I didn't like it. It was um, it felt like too much nesting for me, and it made me feel a little bit uncomfortable. Maybe that's because I didn't do it right. But what I decided on was a, a bit of a happy median, and that's having a models directory. So now what I do is inside of my source directory, I've got a models directory. And inside of models, in fact, I'll say it out loud to you here. So I'll give you an example of one of my models. I've got a comment model. This is for the new Quasar cast that I'm building. And inside of the comment directory inside of models, you've got components and you've got types and you've got views and you've got um, sample data, basically everything relating to a comment. I, I call this making a world. So I've, I create like a... Inside of my models directory, I create a world for anything relating to a comment. And what I really like about this um, structure is that usually when I'm building a feature for a comment, everything is done in that directory. So I feel like all the stuff that I'm building, I don't have to jump around my folder structure. It's all just sitting there in a directory, um, you, you know, easy for me to sort of click around and find what I need and where I need to go. So all the components, the, the views, the types, sample data, schemas, all of that just sits inside of a comment directory, everything related to the comment model. So that's great, but the problem, the where this breaks down is things like utility functions that are used across models. And a great example of this is probably a paginator or a resource paginator. So you might have a special paginator for your resources. So if I need to paginate comments, if I need to paginate episodes, if I need to paginate courses, all that da- all that um, functionality is going to be the same. Now, now, sometimes I think it actually is a good idea to basically just copy-paste code. Uh, usually you want to keep things dry, but I've come to believe that there are situations where if you try and keep things too dry, it really ends up hurting you more than it helps you. So what? Um, I just want to throw in that caveat, but I think pagination is probably a pretty good example where you might want to dry it up a little bit. And by the way, dry means don't repeat yourself. So we got a, so we got a source directory and inside of that we got models. And now inside of my source directory, I also have a shared folder. And that's for any shared functionality. And then inside of my shared folder, I might have um, types. So for any shared types, types that are like, um, for example, in my shared types directory, I've got some stuff related to Strappy. I've got like my model type, which basically just says it's got a created at, updated at field. Um, You know, it's just like a standard um, model type that all my other models extend. So you got, but the whole point is what I'm saying is I've got a, I've now got a shared directory, and inside of there, I can put things like a pagination composable. So I can say shared composables use pagination dot TypeScript or dot JavaScript, whatever you're using. Um, and then another example would be shared types model dot ts. And now, just recently, this got me thinking: why not put a components directory nested inside of a shared directory. So instead of saying source components, and by the way, I need to, I really need to emphasize this. This is for larger applications. Please ignore what I'm saying if you're not building quite large applications where this might be a problem. All right, so with that caveat in there, um, I, this was my epiphany. Why not put my components directory inside of 
a shared directory. So then all of my model components sit inside of my models directory because they all sort of sit with their related model. All of my um, shared components that you know might be used with those models sit inside of a shared directory because they're components that are shared. Do you see what I mean? Like um, I, I'm trying to find a way to really just make a lot of sense in my folder structure and make it abundantly clear where things belong. Now, if you have a source components directory, it's not abundantly clear to me that if I go to source components, it it doesn't make it's not abundantly clear that that is a they're shared components, if you know what I mean. And technically speaking, everything in that component directory should be shared. Because if it's not shared, it would belong in the models directory and, you know, sit inside of a folder related to that model. Um, and and you know, I hope you can track along with everything I'm saying here. So that was kind of, kind of my epiphany here. Maybe it would make more sense to just put those inside of a shared directory. So there you have it. I hope you got something from this podcast. And if you didn't, that's totally fine. If you think everything I'm talking about here is bonkers, why would you delete the components directory? Everybody knows the components directory is there. Like, there's, there are so many arguments for and against this. Um, I personally lean more, a little bit more towards uh, create a structure that makes sense for the project and then rely a little bit more heavily on education. So, you know, take the time to write good documentation. Take the time to educate your team. But, of course, this totally depends. If you've got a lot of churn, if you've got a lot of people coming in and out of your organization, then in that case, you might want to just have a components directory. You don't want to add too much complexity. But if you've got a company where you expect people to stick around for a year, two, three, four, or five years, then you've got that... You know, you can take a couple of days to educate people, and that's all it takes. It really doesn't take that much time to say, hey, we organize things by models, so we've got a models directory, and inside of those directories, we've got all of the components. That's how we do things. We've, um, if, and by the way, if you need, you know, components that have shared logic, components that a lot of those models are going to use, um, and therefore it needs to be more generalized. Uh, in that case, put it in the shared components directory. Like, I really don't think it's that difficult uh, to teach this stuff. And I, I think, um, I, I think especially for larger projects, familiarity is a little bit overrated. And I say a little bit overrated. I want to emphasize that because um, you do want to write code that's very um, idiomatic. Like, I make sure that I use the view default linter. And I try to do things as closely to the documentation that I do. So yes, you want to write idiomatic view code, but there are some things where you just need to say, right, this is how we do things. Okay, I'll give you one more example. I know this is turning out to be a, a long podcast. Um, I, and I might change my mind on this, but currently I like writing composables that are kind of complex. And maybe complex isn't the right word. I actually think it's simpler. But rather than making an Axios response uh, request for every single resource, I like to pull all of that code apart and put it into composables. So basically, I've got a composable and you can pass through. Let me just find some code here so I can actually read it out to you, the kind of stuff that I'm doing. Here we go. This is a very good example. I've got a comments fetcher. And so I've got a, and that is a use fetch resource composable. And I send through there um, the comment schema, which basically just gives it the string of the comment. So it knows to hit a backend endpoint that's API slash comments, 
right? So I've got this use fetch resources composable. Uh, one of the things that parameters I can pass through there is immediate, and that means that I don't have to call this manually. When I've created this composable, it fetches it straight away. Another thing is I've got a filters object that gets passed through to it, um, and so you can easily filter the comments. So I've got it filtered by the episode ID and whether or not it's a reply. Uh, I've also got a sort option in there, so everything gets sorted. I've got a populate option in there, so I can populate the replies um, and then the authors of those replies, and you know, being able to populate the author and all of the favorites for the comments. And I've also got um, a function that gets passed through there that is um, on fetch. So that's basically a callback function. So I can say, hey, when you finish fetching these comments, and now you want you to take that collection and insert it into a store. So all of that functionality, the thought of having to write this out from scratch makes my blood boil. Like that, there is so much, you know, little bits and pieces that happen under the hood there with this um, composable. Anyway, I don't know how I got onto that, but I just thought I'd mention it. This is my podcast. This is where I can just ramble and talk about whatever I want. So there you go. Uh, later on, I'd like to release this um, to the Strappy world. So if you're somebody using Strappy with Vue, it'd be really awesome if you could just pull in my composables. Then you can say, hey, I just want to fetch a resource. And then you get really nice typing because it's all done with TypeScript. Um, and you can, you know, very easily create filters and sorting and, you know, populating relationships, all that kind of stuff. But anyway, that's enough for this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I really enjoyed recording this one. It's always fun to share my thoughts. Um, hit me up on Discord or Twitter or whatever. Um, I don't know. I'm not very good at ending these podcasts. But there is one thing I want to say to finish off, and that is there truly is nothing you can't build. <laughs>